Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Real-time crime, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Real-Time Crime. I'm one of your hosts, Leah Lamar, and I have with me our co-hosts, Teddy Mellencamp. Hi, guys. Hi. And, of course, we've got our producer, who may or may not be chiming in if we give him permission, Dimitri. Hello, Dimitri. Is now one of those times? No. Now is one oh, of those. Uh, so close. Okay, remind me to say hi later. Discussing. Oh, no, you go, Dimitri, although I just didn't give you permission, but please. Wow, he learned you guys. Crickets. Okay, good. All right, what were you going to say, Leah? Today we're going to be discussing Britney Spears, Travis Scott, Kyle Rittenhouse, and we've got a couple call-in cases, which we'll get to a little later. And first I'd like to say welcome back to me. I just got back from New York. Oh, dear Lord. How do, I think the real crime is that anyone lives there and survives. I think the real crime is because you're just returning from there that we're doing a podcast when it's dark out. And normally I'm about to be in my second REM cycle. You know, I know this is kind of a weird thing to say, but I didn't notice that you had a widow's peak until you put your hair up. You know what? It's not that common. It's not. I, I've looked you around. And Fran Drescher. There's just a couple of us. <laughs> One time somebody asked if I would get it, if I wanted to get it waxed off when they were doing my eyebrows. And I was like, you know what? I, I'm going to take offense to that, but I don't imagine it growing in would look that great. So I'm just going to let it ride. Oh Thank my you. God. Cute. Yeah. You, Fran Drescher and Dracula are the only three people I know that have them. <laughs> it doesn't like Eddie Munster have one too. 
I mean, sure. it's all good company. It's all. I mean, it's more than Dimitri. Hilarious. Oh, oh, well, you could. You maybe you had one. We don't know. This is a cold case right here. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, we have to focus because I am so deep down the obsession when it comes to the correlation between Travis Scott mm. and Britney Spears. Do you guys happen to know what that is? Um, both of them have received flowers from Kris Jenner. No, they both have yes. been. I made that up, they, Solid, yes. <laughs> but it sounded that, right. <laughs> that did sound right. No, both of them have ties to Lou Taylor. Go Which on, Detective Teddy. I am, you know, I've I've gone so deep in regards to following. There's someone named House and Habit on Instagram. You guys should follow her. I if not, I am obsessed with her account. So now you can't even, I can't even search her and find her. I can only find her from, through our old DMs and then I can click through it. So something's going on here. And I've noticed that a lot of people haven't really been talking about it. I feel like TikTok has been popping off about Travis Scott, but not necessarily Instagram. Is right. that, does that feel true? That does feel true. And the couple people that have talked about it on Instagram have been shadow banned. But I know we've got to wait. We're going to have somebody that actually attended the Travis Scott concert mm -hmm. or he's going to be on with us. So we should probably talk a little bit more about the updates on Brittany. Okay. So My favorite thing was that you were like, you guys, we have to focus. And then you immediately were like, let's talk about two cases at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> but Brittany seems to be very thrilled that the conservatorship is over. She's very excited for her lawyer that he stepped in and did this. I also just, I I'm worried too. Well, before you voice your concerns, which are already valid, I would like to say that I was so saddened by the headline that said she enjoyed her first glass of champagne. I know. Every single movement, every moment in her life has been watched and monitored. She's basically been living in a fishbowl. She has been a lab rat. And... As someone who was, you know, essentially robbed of a regular childhood, uh, like a lot of child actors and child stars are, she was then robbed of an adulthood. And she was infantilized. And I think the hashtag Free Britney movement really took off from social media. That is an example of a case where a hashtag went viral and brought the awareness of what was going on to the greater good because to the greater good? Well, honestly, yeah, because fans really helped make this happen. And it, it's so interesting to watch because I remember hearing that Britney was really quietly trying to handle it herself. She was not trying to cause a commotion. And it was really the general public that stirred up this whole tragedy that was happening in her life. Jamie Spears was getting $16,000 a month. What about, Which, I mean, I think even we can all agree is enough to, you know, live very comfortably. Could get by. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, also, going to buy a Benz on it in the first paycheck, but. But also, what kind of blew me away is, you know, we had all been talking about Jamie Spears. That had been like the main focus. But then when Brittany did her post where she said, like, it was actually all my mom. 
my mom was the one that came up with all of this and you know she's the real the real problem here and my dad wasn't smart enough to even come up with this and you know you you want to hope that at the beginning of all of this they were Jamie doing felt that in his soul yeah, I'm, I'm sure. He I hope did. you felt that gut punch. Yo, my dad's too much of a ding dong to have thought about robbing me of my money. I, I'll tell I you mean, what. When my kids say that, I definitely feel it. <laughs> I, I feel it every time. My kids always say it. But I think that it's so. You want to hope that at the beginning of the conservatorship, that when they decide to do that, it really was to protect Brittany, and it just spiraled and then people got greedy and then people got out of control and really took advantage of her. But I think that the fact that Matthew Rosengart was able to do this and then, but he keeps talking about a safety net that has been provided. Yes. So what exactly is that? I think what that means is that it goes into her trust so that there's a certain amount of money she still can't access for a certain period of time. I believe this to be true. It may not be true. We will have to confirm later unless Dimitri is nodding silently like he thinks that I'm correct as well. But essentially, I think that I, I do are... that all the time, though. But I did see I did see <laughs> the thing about man. a trust and the money goes to a trust. So I think that I think you're right. That is the safety net. Yeah. Just to make sure that she doesn't go buck wild and just blow it all on something ridiculous. Although which, I, I which want, she wasn't I want... even allowed to buy Sketchers or uh, sushi more than one time a week. When she but was I also, headlining I also want to let show. you guys know. Well, they were just stopping her from getting mercury poisoning like everyone else in L.A. Oh but <laughs> I, I just want to let you guys know that Britney Spears has been my icon for as long as I can remember. For as long as I can remember. Oh, I'm gone. Nice. And oh, no. I, I have to quit comedy now. I'm so sorry. But my childhood bedroom was covered in wall-to-wall photos floor to ceiling photos, inside of closet door photos, locker photos, uh, anything you could think of with Brittany on it. And uh, I will be humbled to show you a photo of my childhood bedroom. Maybe I'll just send that to you guys after and we'll just do a little insert to show the insanity to which I loved her. I always thought I was going to grow up to be a Jewish Britney Spears. Close. Now you host a true crime <laughs> podcast. It, with you know, Dimitri and I. So. Yeah, I Sorry. mean, I, 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 mean, I was just really hoping that a man that I don't love watches my every move as well. But it hasn't come to fruition for me yet. You know, she's trying to get out of a conservatorship. I'm trying to get into one. It's, it's anyone's well, game at this point. But I, I adore her. And I'm just so happy to see what she does with her freedom. I hope that she continues to perform and create. But I remember reading a headline a couple of months ago and an article about how she said she needed to just live her life and take some time off. And who knows where she's at mentally, but I am looking forward to seeing what she does with her life now that she's totally free to do as she pleases. Um, I do too. And I think that I hope that there's so many exciting things to come and I hope that she's feeling good and that she's, you know, she's engaged. She's got so many positive things ahead of her. Sam and is I, so hot. Uh, Honestly, he is, girl. It's hot. And I think I job. saw that he's <laughs> cast in another new movie. So, good for him. you know, good for him. Um, but we do have to take a little break because we have Max 
<gasps> who was at Astroworld coming in to join us. Okay, so we're going to be talking about Travis Scott next. Stay tuned. We will BRB. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Real Time Crime. It's me, Leah Lamar, Teddy Mellencamp, and Dimitri. And we are very excited to speak to our next guest, Max Byrne, who was actually at the Astroworld Festival. As you know, that's where Travis Scott was performing and where tragedy occurred. And so far, nine deaths have happened. It's actually 10 deaths as of today. <gasps> no. I know it's heartbreaking. It is a, Ooh. his name's Ezra Blount. And he, I think he's 10 years old. He was no. there with his dad. It's so heartbreaking he was on his dad's shoulders far back and it, it's I mean, they purposely it, didn't go up to the front because they wanted to avoid the chaos oh my yeah God. and so i just think the number is going to keep rising but yes we should we should bring max in and talk to him about his experiences and and kind of go from there all right well let's bring max in i'm looking forward to hearing his perspective on what happened on the ground hi guys hi hey nice to meet you 
All right. Can you talk to us a little bit about Astroworld, please? Yeah. Um, I mean, what do you have any specific questions or anything like I that? I just want to first here, like as you're walking in, your immediate reaction to what you saw, what you witnessed, what time you got there, that that beginning part. So I went out to Astro World on kind of like a bachelor party kind of thing. My friend's getting married soon and he's a big Travis Scott fan. So we all flew out to Houston and the first day we show up kind of midday and catch Don Tolliver, who was like an artist or two before Travis Scott. And coming into the grounds, we it seemed like a regular festival, you know, um, there was security at the gate and everything like that. And uh, we passed through COVID checks. It felt safe. But once Don Tolliver, who was a, another Houston rapper, started, that's when you started realizing, oh, it's like it's kind of crazy here. Like you get so jammed up in this crowd, you're like sardines. You know, I'm sure you guys have been to shows, too, like that. Um, Dimitri never. No, <laughs> no, he doesn't have. Fun. I'm more of the miniature golf type of guy. OK, OK. Um, <laughs> I'm. <laughs> I, I, I. But yeah, so uh, so Don Tolver was the first rapper that we realized like, oh, like the crowd's kind of crazy, but maybe we just haven't been to a show for a while because it's been COVID. Um, but then a few hours later, Scissor's finishing up and then we're working our way over to the other stage to go see Travis. And there's a huge crowd. And then once he goes on, everyone starts rushing, trying to get as close as they can to the stage, you know. And it, it, once again, it still felt fine. But as the night went on, it's just you get more and more jam packed. And we're about like 30 feet away from the stage. And at one point, once I realized something was going wrong is uh, Drake came out, which was amazing. That was, and, and then I but I looked to my right while they're performing Way Too Sexy, which is like one, one of Drake's big songs with Future. And there's two guys getting CPR done next to us, like oh just out God. cold. Oh and and then and then I started realizing there's something going on, like there's like unconscious people being crowd surfed out by us. People are trying to get out like they're too what? they're stressing out in the crowd and some people like can't breathe and things like that. And. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's the image that just burned in my mind is just I heard chanting of like please stop the show please stop the show that kind of thing and then we look over and there's two guys that are just like i'm pretty sure they died to be honest next uh, to us and oh just God. seeing them trying to get resuscitated while the show's still going and then we see like an ambulance trying to go through the crowd um and at one point travis stopped the show once or twice but there's a there's this, this kind of eerie video where he's looking out in the crowd and sees this dude who's like uh, unconscious being crowd surfed out and he's standing there and then he just like starts the next song and i don't know i mean people are seeing it from all kinds of different angles but i'm sure you guys have kept up with the news i mean there's more and more people that are dying from the event a, a nine-year-old died recently which is tragic and i think it there's a lot of things involved with it but uh i i think the big problem with the event is just the layout of the stage and having fifty thousand people just crushing in on a stage and then the medical staff not being able to get in there fast enough the security guards not being able to stop the crunch that you, everyone's hearing about um and wasn't it didn't he tweet out like break through the barricades come in and i mean he was also arrested for that in 2015 mm -hmm. and in 2017 for saying similar things one time at astro world itself and the other time at lollapalooza so 
this has been a common occurrence. Well, that's kind of like with his branding, like all of his fans, like he calls them ragers and things like that. And I've, I've been to one of his shows when he was first at the observatory. So I've kind of seen it from like when he was smaller to now it's just mm. so crazy. And that's always been kind of like a thing with his branding. It's almost like a punk rock band, but for rappers, you know, but so that's, people... if, if that's your branding, fine. But then somebody that whoever puts on this event has to be prepared to speak to the stage or something. Because look, listen, I'm not defending one way or the other. If people are chanting, maybe he doesn't hear what they're chanting. Maybe he doesn't know why a, an artist doesn't just stop the show because people are chanting, stop the show. But if that's the brand, and if that's stuff that's happened in the past, they should be prepared for that kind of shit. Exactly. And and I was looking, I just did like a deep dive on Twitter and TikTok. And I saw this one EMT posted a few videos and he was talking about, he, he at the end of his uh you know, response to the event was blaming the crowd for just being too rowdy. But in the same video, he also said that the walkie talkies weren't working properly. The music was too loud, so they couldn't hear calls for backup. And while he was going into to the crowd to go and help people, he was coming up on multiple other people who needed CPR to get rushed out on the stretcher and they didn't have enough stretchers and things like that, at least from his account. And, and I, I mean, not to put make this about personal experience but i my dad is a musician his name's john mellencamp and he was on tour with bob dylan once and i when i watch my dad i used to always sit on this one like sound box it's kind of far away just that was like the place we always sat his kids so he could look over and see us however we stayed there when bob dylan came on and it was far away from where he was mm -hmm. and within seven minutes of his show starting so security had come over to us and said, Hey, um, you're making him nervous sitting there. We hop down. Mm -hmm. And so I think that people are very aware of that's, what's going on in front of them. Like, it's I'm not like you can't see anything like I, that's the part that really confuses me. Like you see, you see an ambulance, you see somebody come onto the stage and say something to him and him tell him to stop. Mm -hmm. And then we know that live nation was alerted. And then they played for 37 more minutes, allegedly. And then went to an after party. And then went to an after party mm -hmm. hosted by Drake. Alleged, allegedly they had no idea. Max, from your perspective, do you feel like it's possible that he had no clue I don't see how he wouldn't know that there was something wrong going on. I, I think a lot, like possibly he, just like our group, we didn't realize how bad it was until we got back and started reading stories. Like we thought, like seeing those guys getting CPR done next to us, I was like, oh, like ho hopefully they survived. Like, I, I don't really know what happened there. Like maybe that was just, you know, the emergency event of the night, like the only one. But then you read these other stories and then you read about this crunch that was supposedly like right on the stage. And it's like, how would you not see that while you're performing? Right. Is, is that kind of what you're saying, Teddy? That's what I'm saying. Like as a performer, your job is to relate to the crowd, to make the crowd feel like you're all together yeah. to, you know, make that eye contact that could maybe feel like you changed somebody's life or whatever it may be. But that also involves safety. I mean, I even watched the video of ASAP Rocky where he saw something going on and he was like, stop it now, you know, mm -hmm. like screaming at people. You, we've seen now countless musicians having to stop it at, you know, the time. But the part that makes me sad or the part that makes me even more worried is like, it is as if violence is encouraged because that's what makes money. 
-hmm. And then the collaboration with better help to anybody was involved saying that, you know, he'll provide one month of therapy as if you're Mm -hmm. in this huge tragedy that one month of therapy is going to do the trick. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely PTSD from the event with people. I mean, I feel like I have like a a touch of it. And then one of my friends, I believe from his story, he said like when he was, cause he, we got split off from our group and he said that he saw a golf cart go by with this body on that was just like blue in the face. And I'm sure that that does something to you when you see that, you know, when you pay for a show, you don't expect to go get traumatized. There's a whole thing with that, with the show. Also, Max, you did use the phrase burned into my memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> I saw you. I saw you. When, when so that happened, I, I like... clocked that immediately. And I was like, oh, no. You know, I mean, also one month of therapy is I mean, that's like a that's a, in my opinion, a big F you because what is one month? That's like it doesn't make the problem go away. It's um, almost like an empty gesture, in my totally, opinion. But totally Max, not. and I, I wasn't there. But when I read the story about the dad and the nine year old. And oh, I can't dad got it. knocked out and then he couldn't find his son. And then they finally found him in the hospital. And now, sadly, he's passed away. Like, I, I have PTSD from that, just from reading that. Mm-hmm. Like, people that were there that were part of that, like, that's... And, and then also the girl who they showed on the stretcher and then they dropped her. And, and now that woman is another one has passed away and you see her crying parents. I mean, I think you have to hope that when you're going to a festival and you're going to the concert, like your your safety shouldn't be the biggest problem that's never been even a thought in my mind to think about my safety when i buy a ticket to somewhere now i feel like it has to be for a lot of people you know and and i have to ask you a question was there like a loud so a lot of the conspiracy conspiracy theorists that who, who knows if that's what they are have been talking about something like a sound torture when you've arrived was there like a screeching loud noise like a death whistle Mm, super high frequency noises i don't necessarily i don't know what a death whistle sounds like but (laughs) that's probably good yeah but okay so you uh, never met voldemort okay no not yet uh but (laughs) they were playing like weird edm music at his stage and maybe that's what people are describing like it was literally like really eerie like almost like trance like edm like Mm -hmm. some high-pitched beats and stuff like that which seemed kind of weird to me because it's a rap show right so were there a lot of dogs going crazy in the background (laughs) oh no (laughs) but uh i don't know i'm really interested though like teddy have you talked to your dad about this at all like and gotten his standpoint on safety and like what went down i haven't talked to him about it solely because you know I'm like a high anxiety person. My dad also has anxiety and I feel like something like this would really, you know, like mm-hmm. he has his certain things when he goes on stage, he's very aware. He has like certain routines he follows before he starts. He also has like really high security. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something that also I've heard about at this festival that it was the security was there was not enough. I mean, yeah, I feel like the security was a bit of a joke because, I mean, you guys have what you were talking about, um, how he encourages, you know, some people think he encourages violence or to break barricades and things like that. Almost at every show he has, like fans just rush the security and just push through. And there's a bunch of videos of it. And it's just crazy. Like the security legit got overwhelmed and it's supposed to be like a COVID safe event, too. Right. So there goes that. And that's did the they time. ask you to see like your PCR test? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
they, yeah, so you, they they were following those. Yeah, vax cards and uh, COVID tests. Yeah. But did you see people breaking down the fence to get in without checking in through the proper channels? No, no, no. It, it was all fine when I walked in, but I think that happened as the day went on and it got closer to Travis's set, you know? Did you see any sort of acknowledgement from Travis of inciting violence? We know his lyrics... You know, there's a song, Stargazer, that was in 2018, where one of the lyrics was, it ain't a mosh pit if ain't no injuries. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like he was encouraging it at all from the stage that night? I I also know and have heard that the stage looked and felt demonic. Did you also feel that way with the cross going into a tunnel of hell (laughs) from what everyone was saying and describing it as? Okay, No, I I did not uh, really catch on to the whole demonic tones that everyone's talking about like my sister went down a whole rabbit hole and sent me so many photos and things about that but I can see where it comes from and I almost feel like he pokes fun at it or there might be something going on there like he does it does have like some demonic or dark undertones to his marketing the stage design um but yeah in terms of inciting violence I don't think there was really like a specific moment where he did it that night but there are videos of him you know like there was there's one video on YouTube where someone tried to steal a shoe and then he commanded the whole audience to beat the shit out of the guy in front of him. Yeah, like, I mean, this. Sure. So where do you guys stand now when it comes to festivals, when it comes to bringing your I mean, taking your kids to these things like I, I you would think that you're going to attend and it's going to be OK. So now that since you've been there, I know you don't have kids, but mm-hmm. what would you say your comfort level is on going again? Uh, I mean, I feel like Astro World's out the books in the future, but I, we, my girlfriend and I, we've never been to Coachella, so that was on our list this year. But now I, I kind of want to think twice about it. But at the same time, I mean, the night that I was hearing all, about all the accidents and the medical emergencies from Astro World, I was looking up other festivals, and it's maybe one death happens in like ten years, right? I like Coachella. That's kind of what I was reading up on. Does that sound right? That, well, I was reading up on that too, and I saw something which I guess in um, his most in Travis Scott's most recent video, he was wearing a Pearl Jam uh, concert tee, and the last time that there was like mass deaths was at a Pearl Jam, uh, why am I blank festival? Mm-hmm. Like what, however many years ago. So it's people are saying, was this some sort of past reference on knowing that this happened? And it's just, I don't know. There's just so many things that just make me really concerned about my kids, really concerned about sending my kids to something because especially the, the older I get, the less I know about the different artists that they're into Mm -hmm. and what they promote and things like that, what they're into. There was also conspiracy around the fact that people were being injected Mm -hmm. with some sort of chemical that was creating. I mean, from what I was hearing, there were so many people going into cardiac arrest. Yeah. And so do you think that there's some truth to that? I mean, my first thought when I heard about them calling it a mass casualty event and the deaths and thinking about the people next to us that needed CPR was like, well... (sighs) the i felt like we were squeezed together in like our air for example but it wasn't to where i couldn't breathe so i'm like man were those two people next to us like did they get a bad batch of drugs like you hear a lot about fentanyl and that stuff happening um 
And then you hear this rumor about the injections. And I don't know if that was like made up by the event to try to take off some of the blame or anything like that. But I mean, I don't know. The only the only time I ever heard about that was on the news. And then yeah. supposedly a security guard got injected, but now the came for that he didn't. Wasn't. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. So I don't really know what to make of that. No, I hope that was not true. That's really scary. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I didn't have any experience running in with anything like that. I mean, I also think something strange that I heard, and maybe this is regular protocol because they don't want you incite further panic. But the way that they were speaking about people who were passed out on the floor or any sort of person that needed help was by calling them a smurf on their radio system. Uh-huh. And I found that even oddly disturbing. Right. For To use the word smurf as a code word for someone who may be dead. Yeah, I, I have no clue. I mean, I feel like that just goes hand in hand with the medicals. I honestly feel like the medical staff just wasn't equipped to handle the event properly. That like I feel like that's one of the biggest issues. And not only that, but they didn't have like the proper channeling to get through the audience in an efficient way. Um, but no, uh-huh. I, I don't really know the Smurf thing though. It's just it just sounds weird. Well, you so, could also see the guy standing up on the ledge. The guy, there was a guy and a girl standing up with somebody videoing, just like screaming, "They're dead! They're dead! Stop!" And I, with it, the cameraman video, right? Yeah, or? with the cameraman video. I mean, it's there's so many different things that you see, and it's, it's so disturbing. Um, just as our final like question for you before we take a break, how are you actually feeling? Um, I don't know. I feel like. I get, uh, I would say the first day after we tried to act like everything was fine, but I feel like as we thought about like what happened and thinking about the people next to us, I talked about like the whole image burned in my head with the people getting CPR next to us and things like that. Walking, like coming back from the trip, once we touched down, I kind of started thinking like, I mean, I'm definitely going to have to deal with something from that. Like mentally, I feel like just cause it's, like, like you said, it's kind of stuck in my head now, you know, like more than one free month. of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it, well, I think yeah. at first it's shock and then it's trauma and then it's it, having to process it. Shock, trauma, anger. I mean, I, I had a, a whole day where I was just really frustrated, like, mm-hmm. and just trying to think of what could be the solution for this, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also, uh, I was talking to my mom about the whole story and then we were talking for a while about it and I, I ended up uh, crying a little bit just cause I just, you almost feel like a l- little bit of survivor's guilt. Like I've heard that, that um, term oh, before. Yeah. And like, obviously it's not like, I've, not everyone was dying around us, you know, but you almost feel bad. Like, wow, people so close to us, like literally feet away from us died. Yeah. And then we came back from the event fine um but i don't i don't know that there's a lot of thoughts going on in my my mind about the whole thing but i think it's getting better as time goes by but well we appreciate you coming on and sharing with us and talking to us about this and we wish you the best and we hope that we can uh we can talk to you soon uh, under other circumstances (laughs) hey i mean that sounds good i'd be down Thanks for being so vulnerable and open and honest. We hope you feel better soon. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. It was a pleasure. Bye, Max. Bye. See you.
All right, Teddy, Dimitri, I think it's best if we take a quick break. And we'll come right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. All right, everyone. Welcome back to Real Time Crime. It's us, your favorite true crime comedy maniacs. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Two Brunettes and a Bald. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I oof yeah I we were just talking uh off the air quickly about how I was supposed to be in Houston that weekend and uh, oof it just that was very dark I'm still feeling that conversation that we had I know right when we asked him how he was feeling and then you could see his demeanor shift I was like my heart I know there's so I mean think about it there's over 50 you know over 50,000 people that were there that feel that same way he does this isn't this isn't the 10 people that have passed away. This is so much more too. So it's just No, Travis Scott owes a lot of people therapy. Also, you know, that. not to try to compare myself at all to um the level of Travis Scott or any, you know, wherever he's at, but it's interesting cuz when you're on a stage and the light is just on you, you you can still see you can still see. 
And if people started charging the stage, you know, I was playing the Cosmopolitan in Vegas, which is around 3,000 seat theater. If people started charging the stage, I would get uncomfortable. But he's asking for it. That's the difference. Right. The difference is you don't you don't feel like, oh, these people are beating up on each other for me. You don't have that weird. I don't even know what to call it. He has a comfortability with violence. Yeah. And that is terrifying to me. And people are showing what type of fans they are by the more violence they can create. I prefer fans that um, are too tired to stand up. You'd prefer fans that, you know, will give you laughs at your jokes <laughs> or even half laughs. <laughs> oh, I'm, hurting. Half I'm laughs. hurting from that. Yeah, they're too tired to laugh. They're, they're too like, tired. Oh. It's just. <laughs> yeah, they can't, yeah, they can't get up. Um, all right. I, I think it's time for us to pivot over to our boy, Kyle Rittenhouse. Oh, boy. So I think everyone has kind of been waiting for this trial for a while now. And just for anyone who may not know what's happening here, a quick summary Kyle Rittenhouse was the armed Illinois teenager who killed two people and wounded another during unrest in Kenosha, Wisconsin last summer. He went on trial Monday on homicide charges. He's now 18, and he's accused of fatally shooting Anthony Huber, who's 26, Joseph Rosenbaum, who's 36, and wounding Gage Grosskurtz, who's 27. And, I mean, we're still getting in real time news about this case and about how the court proceedings are going. And I mean, feel free to jump right in at any point, but I think we can all agree there there are a couple angles here that are disturbing. First of all, Judge Schroeder seems to be losing it a little bit. He, a Teddy sent us a video because Teddy is a incredible detective. <laughs> she found this video of Schroeder just losing his thought mid-sentence and then trying to somehow come out of it with a joke in the yeah, middle like, of talking about sentencing someone to to life for murder. And I was like, like I lost Ooh. myself there for a second. <laughs> I'm like, you're not on the real time crime pod where we like <laughs> lose our train of thought. Yeah, save like, it for the comedy this, store. But like, this is not this is not the time. I mean, I think first and foremost for me, kids should not have accessibility to semi-automatic rifles. They just shouldn't. Mm -mm. And it really infuriates me. But also, as I was doing my research on him, and, you know, yes, the judge being a hot mess, but every witness that hit the... Now I'm blanking. Now I'm like the judge. All right, right, Judge Schroeder. The stand. (laughs) Every witness that went on to the stand, including Gage, one of the people shot, turned into a defense witness which was surprising which i had never read anything about before until i like started really listening he said listen you know we were coming at him and i pointed my rifle at him and that's why he shot right and i think no one in their right minds ever thought that this would turn into a self-defense case especially because he walked out of his house wearing a backwards hat. That's pretty casual, in my opinion. You know, Dimitri, you I, I'm confused listen, by that statement. A 17 well, year old with a I gun just, does I just not mean... mean you should go pretend to be a policeman. Like, don't go there with that. Like, it's, 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 it's not for you to do. 
It's not your job. And, you know, you go back and you see that, oh, you know, a while ago he had made a comment about a like on a Facebook post when CVS had been robbed. And he said, like, oh, I wish I could get in. I wish I had my gun then and I would have taken care of that. Um, So, you know, he's going in, you know, thinking to to protect whatever's being looted. But it's just the amount of catastrophe that comes after it is is worse than the looting. Well, Rosenbaum apparently was completely unarmed and threw what they allegedly think is a plastic bag at him. And then Rittenhouse shot him. And then he immediately called someone and said, I just killed somebody. Well, one of them also hit him with a skateboard on the head. That was the the second. Yeah. Uh, I think that was Huber. Okay, well, you stay home. You don't get hit with a skateboard in the head. But it oh doesn't God. mean that because you own a gun that you show up and and, and all of a sudden t- take the place of, like, the in-charge commando. Like, that's insane. Mm. Well, also, he left the scene still armed and walked towards police officers with his hands up, but the police just passed him by without arresting him. He but did I- turn himself in the next day. I mean, I think there were multiple people, as far as I've seen, that had guns. But that also makes me question why mm-hmm. you're not. I mean, because I was looking at the different laws in the different states on how old you have to be to have a gun. And there's all these like, oh, you don't even have to be with a parent if you're hunting. But like you could be 12 years old in some states and have a gun as long as you're hunting. You know, but it's I just think. It, but the fact that you can't even drive a like all the other things that you can't do without a parent until a certain age, but a gun is okay. It's so it's too accessible. You could buy a gun at Walmart. And that's how easy it is to get them. An well, assault rifle. I mean, what civilians should not have access to assault rifles, especially kids under 18. I think that takes the second amendment a little far. And someone who's not even trained mm-hmm. to do such a thing, making it their but responsibility. He, he was given a bottle of water from the police um, at, at one point before that. It, this, this, a whole, this whole thing is a huge mix-up. Now, I want to ask you guys, what did you think about his, I almost said performance, but whatever, when he was on the stand? Oh, that I he mean, when he was he... sobbing and having a mental breakdown? and Well, not mental breakdown. Well, I mean... Been there, done that. But um, yeah, I, I mean, he's a better actor than most people in Hollywood. I I don't know. I, I think that he probably does feel terribly. I think that it doesn't excuse what he did, but I think that he probably, he, he I mean, he is a kid and he acted poorly and you have to also... You know, he he regardless of what happens, that was a crime. And. I think that if you are a kid that you think it's okay that you can have a gun and go out and take matters into your own hands, that comes with how you were raised. And I I, I don't know, I just I, I don't think it comes out of nowhere. This case is really heartbreaking to me because I don't think this was one of those situations where he sought out to go kill people. But he brought a gun with him. 
I think that was, I mean, that was what the group was doing to protect the, I think that he originally thought that he was going to use the gun not to shoot people, but I don't know. I really don't, but I, I, you know what? I think, I think in my opinion, you know, it almost like takes me back to Brian Laundrie thinking about someone who's too much of a coward to take accountability and go to the police and say, this is what I've done. And so for Kyle Rittenhouse to turn himself in, I don't want to say, oh, that's so big of him. But it shows but guilt it shows and guilt. it shows remorse. Mm-hmm. And, yes. you know, I think that, yes, he should have never had that gun. Yes, he should have never thought he could do any of it. That being said, it could have potentially happened because people were coming at him and he felt what they continued to say on one of the things that I was reading, not that this makes it okay, but that all three people that were shot were convicted felons. One was a child molester. What yes. like these weren't necessarily good guys. And then what ended up happening in the media was because this was all during BLM, everybody was calling him a white supremacist, but all three people that were shot were white. Just, yeah. Well, and, and so that, the- that is something that I think can be askew because that, mm-hmm. you know, he wasn't, it does not make it okay that they were felons, but it makes it clear that in the media, things can be skewed to not get the proper information out there. Maybe his mom should not have given him a ride to, to go there with his gun. Maybe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's also interesting because I, I mentally can't put myself in their shoes. I always try to see the other side's perspective. And in this perspective, you know, I'm trying to think maybe, you know, she really thought, they were doing the right thing. And that looks different to different people. You know, that's not how I would respond to the situation, but I can't put my POV on every single person. You know, in the third person written how shot, Gage Grosskreutz, he survived and he testified on Monday that it wasn't until he pointed his own gun at Rittenhouse that he fired. And so... I mean, he had a Glock 19 and he pointed it at a young boy. And so who was on the ground and his self-defense case is looking pretty real at that point. Well, with closing statements beginning Monday, where do you think it's headed? I think he is going to win. I think it's I think it might be marked up to self-defense. I don't know, though. I mean, I was wrong one other time. I, I, I don't know that I have been, so it's <laughs> I'm not going to answer this one because I don't want it to be today. But I, I think the entire thing is just so heartbreaking and I don't know what's going to happen. But I do know if you are a parent listening to this, don't let your kids have guns. There's absolutely no reason for it because especially with the video games and all the things Mm. that kids are doing where they think they are saving the world. It creates this false persona in kids and we've got to stop it because that it starts at home. And if if you live in the middle of nowhere and your kid has a gun to go hunting, don't drive him to a a giant protest out of state. And let's also, (laughs) you know, just in closing, I also think that, you know, there are motions for mistrials and that the line of questioning uh, during cross-examination 
was being admonished by the judge. And I, I think, I, I think they're trying to paint the picture that he did not kill these people in self-defense, obviously. And I think what has happened is that he has a pretty good case at this point. I do too. And I feel like we're going to have to, once we get, once, once it comes, once the answer comes back, we're going to have to talk about this again. Should we just make our predictions and then see who's right. See who's wrong. (laughs) Is that not a fun game? (laughs) I mean, I feel like we might all say the same thing though, which makes it. Where are you, Dimitri? Here's what I think. I think, I do not think that that he should just get off completely self-defense. You put yourself in that scenario where that's not a, a scenario you needed to be in. Mm. And and unfortunately, it, it, it went the way it went. So I don't think it's just cut and dry. I don't think it's like, well, they attacked you. Well, you put yourself there with a gun. You're at home watching a movie with your family. That doesn't happen. So you went there with a gun. Yeah, sorry. Things do happen that you don't expect. You're not in control of every situation. So if he's completely off on self-defense, I will have a huge problem with that. Yeah, I think there's got to be somewhere in the middle. Do I think he, you know, went out in hopes to kill? No. Do I think he tried? He, yeah, I don't. I, ugh, I can't answer. I can't answer. I just need to wait. Okay. But should we get to our voicemails? We should. I also just wanted to pull focus back to something that I heard earlier that I wanted to just reiterate um, that Max has a girlfriend. Did you guys recall hearing that <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want to interrupt the um the the mo- emotion that he had but when he said that i saw your face kind of like, you're like i saw okay, the rambo. entire thing i was like looking i actually looked down at my phone to see if i could pull off texting you leah bummer i, I was partially i was <laughs> so partially funny. I was expecting Leah to be like, okay, thank you, Max. Yes. Uh, on. Thanks for your time today. I hope you get over your trauma. But, um, you know, he's really not my type. Right. Well, you know, why? Because he's nice, not a comedian so. or an actor. <laughs> yeah. He seems like he, emotions. Yeah, um, he lived it. in the apartment that he was staying. Okay. All it right. seems like he has a bed frame and more than two pillows. So. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, you guys, I think the biggest crime of today is knowing that Max has a girlfriend. I know. Well, you're, <laughs> you're flirting with Max made us run over. So we can't even go to our first voicemail no. to cover the a very good crime that is actually from my hometown. <gasps> so we'll have to get into that next week, you guys. Okay. But we don't want to discourage people from calling in because we will get to your voicemails. So make sure to call 866-21-CRIME. Let us know about cases you've heard about or if you've got any questions, comments, concerns, having to do with anything that you heard actually don't leave that voicemail that sounds boring but if you do have something you'd like for us to chat about 866-21-CRIME 866-21-CRIME there's the crime there's the crime that is the crime i'm sorry you guys please forgive me we can't bye bye love you see you next week is it cool if i say goodbye no, no. Damn it. Okay, next, next time. <laughs> next time. Bye, Dimitri. <laughs> it's real time crime. It's real time crime. It's real. I mean, is it actually real time crime? Are we solving anything, or is that just a thing we say? It's a thing we say. Got it. Okay. See you next week for more real time crime, only on iHeartRadio.
Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career and here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.